Welcome, everybody, to the Undisputed Future Podcast. This is our most anticipated episode yet. We are covering NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3 and all the exciting NXT action that took place this week. I am CD Danny Mac. Joining me is the man who accompanied me to TakeOver Brooklyn for the third year in a row, my co-host, Nikki Sexton. Hey everyone, it was amazing. What an event, and Nick, I believe you are sitting on an official NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3 chair. I am, I am. It has taken me 24 years, but I have finally got my commemorative chair, and it is the most memorable chair. It's, it's so pretty. It's so pretty. It's glorious. It has Bobby Roode's face it on Bobby it. Roode. He actually, actually a very nice chair purchased from a fan, so shout out to that. I believe... Don't quote me on this, guys. I think it was Mets fans, special lady friends, and we all know the guy with lucky seats. Uh, he doesn't have a secret. So shout out to Mets fan and shout out to the person that he knew on selling Nick that chair. But enough about the merchandise. I got myself a souvenir cup. Now enough about the merchandise. Let's get to the action. Johnny Gargano versus Andrade Cien Almas would kick off this incredible takeover. And Nick, like we said, under the radar... But one of the best matches of the weekend, are, um, Amos and Gargano are really coming into their own as single stars. Absolutely, and without a shadow of a doubt, one of the best matches on the entire NXT TakeOver card was one of the most hard-hitting and just all-around back-and-forth matches of the night. Very much back-and-forth, really showing the playing field that Gargano and Amos are playing on, but a deceptive and a strategic. Zelina Vega would cost Johnny Wrestling the match with a show of emotion, throwing that DIY t-shirt at him. I could not believe. Absolutely heart-wrenching moment. Heartbreaking, man. Like, oh, when he got his hands on that shirt and he just looked at it and looked at her, you could see the anger in his eyes. He was looking towards our section. You could see the pain in his eyes. And then that drop kick followed by the hammerlock DDT, would spell victory for Almas. Not one I expected. Almas picking up a huge takeover victory. It's been a while since we've seen Almas with two consecutive wins. Zelina Vega really changing the landscape of his career. Yeah, his entire outlook on you know the NXT universe is going to be changed. And I think that this could spell big things for Almas. The new arrival of new stars, this could be a Big thing for almost him getting this many wins in a row. We could see uh, maybe even a title shot for him. We'll we see. Could see. We could see big things out of Almas here. Johnny Gargano not getting the showing in front of the Brooklyn crowd for the second year in a row. Really unfortunate circumstance for Johnny Wrestling, but not without putting up a hell of a match and arguably one of the best matches, at least in the top three of the entire weekend of Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live. As well, Johnny Wrestling really coming into his own as a singles guy, but he needs a win. When is that big win going to come? Who is it going to be against? I don't think it comes against Ciampa. I think he needs a takeover win in between them. Ciampa's They're got a lot of time off the schedule. Before. They're definitely going to go back to Orlando before Ciampa comes back. I feel that there's going to be an elongated feud coming out of this almost win. It's definitely not over. I feel like he's going to have something to say against Zelina, and therefore another match will spell out of it. Even if it's just one more match, I do think that we're going to get another confrontation between these two. It's an exciting rivalry. It's definitely one to keep your eye out for in the NXT mid-card. Andrade Cien Almas with a huge NXT TakeOver Brooklyn win over Johnny Gargano. What is next for either of these guys' careers? Almas seems like he's going up. Johnny Gargano seems to be in quite a funk since the breakup of DIY. Somebody with tag team chemistry has got to be Sanity. Sanity taking on the Arthurs of Pain 
in a huge in size and in strategy and just an overall insane matchup. Eric Young's master plan piecing together, him tagging himself in to replace the Beast of Belfast, Killian Dane. Very surprising to take Dane out of the matchup as opposed to Alexander Wolf, but I believe that was done just to mess with the mind of Paul Ellering, really changing the outlook of this matchup. Yeah, well, it definitely changed the entire setup of the match. You know, Ellering had thought that he was going to have a match of monsters versus monsters. And then Eric Young, with this speed and just veracity that he brings to the table, is going to completely change Ellering's plan. You have to completely change your game plan when it comes You don't to know that. how to combat somebody when you're expecting somebody about, oh, I, I'm going to be generous here. Maybe 150 pounds plus? Possibly <laughs> even more than that. Yeah, Beast, Beast of Belfast definitely outweighing Eric Young. just of hair. Oh, man. <laughs> Eric Young inserting himself in this matchup to tag with Alexander Wolf, and not only did he insert himself into the matchup, but he inserted himself into our lives, Dan. Into the crowd. Authors of Pain, I'm so excited I can't get the words out. Authors of Pain, Sanity, Eric Young, Razor taking the action right in front of us at Section 9. You can see us on the takeover replay. You can replay. see me completely mark out. Freaking completely mark out. out. You could hear some questionable language from our musician Dave towards Razor. Eric Young and Razor taking the action right in front of us. Patton cheering them on. Absolute brutality happening on the outside. Absolute brutality happening all over the ring. Nikki Cross getting involved with a huge cross body, which did not pay dividends at first. But Nick, a huge interference by Killian Dane. It paid enough dividends in the sense that it distracted, I believe it was Akam. Akam. It, it distracted Akam to the point where he thought that he had broken Sanity's momentum by catching Nikki Cross. And out came Dane, just smashing them both through the table. A whole with new no monst- regards to, to Nikki Cross. A whole new monstrous momentum coming at Akam, thinking you stop sanity not so fast. This would allow Alexander Wolf and Eric Young to pick up the victory. Alexander Wolf getting the victory, getting the pinfall in this tag team matchup. I know Eric Young hit the neckbreaker, but I was really happy to see Alexander Wolf get the pinfall. Yeah, he he did the right thing too. He rolled out of the ring so that the ref couldn't call him on it, and you know he went immediately into that pin. It was a perfect scenario. Great tag team wrestling, absolutely awesome strategy, and probably a fan favorite match as far as we're concerned. Oh, absolutely, sanity. I'm so happy to see Eric Young finally hold some WWE gold. Sanity capturing the NXT Tag Team Championships, and as far as we know, that's stage one of Eric Young's master plan. Who knows what's next for Sanity? We got a huge changing landscape of the NXT title, but let's focus on Sanity. What's next for Sanity? One more thing I want to bring up about this is that, you know, just because Eric Young was a part of the winning picture doesn't mean that they're not going to pull the Freebird effect like New Day does currently and give the title to Killian Dane and Alexander Wolf occasionally to defend. Killian Dane at your disposal, definitely an asset, putting himself in those tag team division matches and... Sanity's going to need all the power they can get after the interference by two former Ring of Honor talents, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, recent debuts in NXT, really taking it to Sanity and the Authors of Pain, absolute destruction in this tag team match and after this tag team championship match. Nick, the Red Dragon is in full effect in NXT. It is, and I, I for one have like the biggest question. What's next for the champions? Is it the Authors of Pain? Is it the Red Dragon? Where do we go? Who's going to get that number one contender spot? Is the Authors of Pain going to come back and try to get their title shot? Or does their Book of Destruction close 
and they open to the book of the main roster. That's entirely <laughs> possible, but I'm going to hit you with a curveball answer, Nick. Sanity thrives in chaos. So them requesting a triangle three-team triple tag team match, some sort of elimination chaotic scenario, would not be totally out of character for Eric Young. I'm going to say be... they take on both teams at once. That would be a really amazing match to see. You know how I feel about the, you know no disqualifications, but... I don't know. That's going to take some convincing from you know Eric Young to our good general manager William Regal. He is a purist when it comes to the professional wrestling, and he loves a good old school style match. traditional tag. Who knows? Whatever works for the champions, not always going to be how it plays out. I think both those teams can get a shot. I don't know about the authors of pain going up to the main roster just yet. I don't think Paul Ellering has has any doubt that he wants those titles back for his team. He definitely does. I mean, you can see the, the look in his eye when they lost him, but it doesn't mean that the Raw Tag Team Champions aren't as alluring or the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. That's true. New Tag Team Champions in both those respects. Ambrose and Rollins, Mini Shield reunion, capturing the Raw Tag Team titles, and the Usos retaining, reclaiming, I'm sorry, beating the New Day for those Tag Team titles. That's main roster stuff. If you want main roster stuff, check out my friends at the Top Rope Podcast. Guys, it was a lot of fun being on there. Shoutouts to my friends, Zach and Sean. But moving on, you can listen to my takeover predictions over there too. Now we're moving on. Hideo Itami versus Aleister Black with special guest commentary by Jim Ross. And I'm going to give this a little self-promotion here. It is an absolute honor to be featured on a camera cut where I'm standing and clapping for a commentary legend like Jim Ross. That's probably one of the coolest moments that happened to me in the run. When they cut for Jim Ross making his entrance, the camera cut to me standing and clapping and you and Dave also in absolute shock. It's a great facial expression, Nick. We gotta go back and watch this on oh, TV. Oh man, I did not know that. Absolute commentary commentary genius happening in this matchup. Moro Ronaldo and Jim Ross calling the same match. I cannot wait to see how it came across on TV, but the live impact was loud. It was mean. It was hard-hitting. It was everything I expected out of these two guys. Nick, the two martial Man. artists of NXT really taking it to each other, as we when said. We saw Alistair Black pick his head up, and it was all bloodied. I was pretty certain he got his nose broken. Hideo Itami victimizing and bloodying another one of his opponents. I Shout out real quick to the cool Alistair Black entrance. And the lead singer from Incendiary coming down from Long Island to Brooklyn. That was an amazing way to oh, open the show. Usually, amazing entrance. Woo. Usually when you get live music, you lose. Uh, there's, there's a weird WWE track record for that. That's, that's a fact, by the way. That's not just me pulling facts out of the air. Triple H has a very bad loss record when Motorhead has played for him at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. Rey Mysterio won the title. He won when POD played. Mm-hmm. Go figure. So One of the few exceptions to that rule. But like I'm pretty sure there's more on the loss side. Aleister Black picking up a huge win over Hideo Itami with the kick-ass Code Orange and incendiary lead singer whose name is escaping me at the moment. But let's go back to the in-ring action. Aleister Black and Hideo Itami, strike after strike, joint manipulation after joint manipulation. Aleister Black, calm, cool, and collected. Hideo Itami demanding respect throughout this matchup. Yeah, and... You know, you gotta know that that's not gonna work from a man like Aleister Black. You have to earn that respect. Surprising that Hideo Itami hasn't learned that already, but he had to learn it the hard way, like some men do. And he, in fact, did, with one of the most jaw-shattering black masses I've ever seen or heard. We heard that echo through the Barclays Center. We saw it firsthand 
right in front of us. I, I couldn't believe it. I thought Hideo... It was the second time we've seen it live. That we had, saw it at, at uh, Poughkeepsie. We saw it at Poughkeepsie, but it did not look as flush as it did on Hideo Itami's jaw. Absolutely not. That just looked like it completely took him down. There was no like need to sell that because he was truly that hurt. Went down like a ton of bricks. I think WWE Concussion Protocol might have had to tend to Hideo after that one. A huge victory for Aleister Black. What can we say about Aleister Black? The man is undefeated. The man has an aura about him. Nobody can get a word out of Aleister Black's future plans. So we really can't have much to talk about here, Nick. As a future, like as a martial artist, where would you be headed? I would be headed for the hills if Aleister Black was heading my way. No, Aleister Black with that focus and determination and that discipline and that martial arts incentive, I'd say he's very... The man makes the title, the title doesn't make the man. I think Aleister Black can bring a certain personality to that NXT championship that we haven't quite seen yet. A more mysterious, less showboaty, less somebody with a message, but somebody with just pure combat intentions behind being champion. That's one of the main reasons I wanted Baron Corbin to win the title back in the day, because he was just a beast of a man, and the only reason he wanted the title was to prove that you don't need that backstory of I've been in a billion places. And it was it would have been a nice brawl it out style for especially the men that he was competing up against in the, that NXT scene. The very brooding, dark personality holding the title. Baron Corbin, a pretty good example of that in his NXT days. Don't talk about Baron Corbin and his title chances nowadays. That's that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother story. Where's your brief? Where's your briefcase? That's the, that's all I'm gonna say on that. Aleister Black beats Hideo Itami. Aleister Black moving on to bigger and better things in NXT. And I would honestly love to see Hideo Itami get called up. He has not had the success in NXT that he had in Japan. Maybe he's able to hit that full restart button, Nick, and get some wins on Raw and SmackDown. Maybe draw himself into the Intercontinental title scene. I don't think that it's over for him on NXT. I feel like he has some ways to go. I feel like he's he's definitely ready in the, you know, technical sense. He can go up whenever he wants. In-ring like, question, no. Yeah, there's no there's questions no about questions that. no questions about that in any way, shape, or form. I feel like it's... It's mainly about pride at this point. He wants that moniker of like the NXT title at this point. It's more He wants the respect. Mental over he wants physical. the respect. He wants people to know how big of a deal he is. What do you guys think is next for Hideo Watami's future? You got our opinions at podcast underscore UF or any other form of social media. Let's get a conversation going. Let's get those Twitter poll questions answered. This one we got going right now is let's go beach ball. Or beach ball sucks. And that's all I'm going to say on that. But Nick, I'm going to shoot it to you real quick. We'll take a break from TakeOver. Beach ball go or beach ball sucks? I gotta go beach ball, man. I, I'm always in it for the fun. However, don't smack it towards the freaking match. Have don't smack it towards a main guys. event talent either. Yeah, Even if that's... he is facing Jason Jordan in a very tight store gun. Don't worry, Finn Balor, longest reigning NXT champion. I thought that was very disrespectful during your match as well. But the most dominant champion in NXT is still the most dominant champion in NXT. Yeah. I'm not going to say I told you so, but Asuka's still undefeated, Nick. I'm not okay with it. It's, it's a sad but true reality. Ember Moon hit the Eclipse but could not eclipse Asuka, unfortunately. The fact that the Eclipse is not an instant finishing move is incredible. I thought for sure that was it. 
Oscar's reign is over. I'll see you on Monday. I'll see you on Tuesday. No, Oscar managing to kick out of the Eclipse and threw out an amazing matchup. That's definitely the standout point with me. Asuka managing to kick out of the Eclipse. If you think about the stunner and the history of that move on the ground by Stone Cold, it took probably at least until his clashes with Bret the Hitman Hart for people to kick out of that. Asuka kicking out of the Eclipse, that's shocking on all angles, Nick. Truly shocking for me, and it, it, it hurt a little, and it's going to hurt to say this even more, but you were right, Dan. The undefeated Empress of Tomorrow is still our reigning, defending NXT Women's Champion. I know I'm right, but I didn't expect to be right after that move and throughout this matchup. Ember Moon she with the... clean. That's shocking. Although, trying the shortcuts, quote-unquote, of holding the referee, Ember Moon not having any of that with a beautiful crossbody to counter that one... Asuka pulling out all the stops, but her main focus was that injured shoulder that she suffered right before NXT TakeOver Chicago. Asuka taking a lot of focus on that shoulder and finishing it with the Asuka lock right from that Eclipse pin. Nick, a huge match for women's wrestling, comparable to Sasha and Bayley. Not quite as good in my book, because that match has a lot of sentimental value to me. Close clash, nonetheless... Your thoughts, what's next for Ember Moon? In fact, what's next for the NXT Women's Championship? Asuka suffering a collarbone injury in this matchup, probably at the hands of the Eclipse. Hashtag ban the Eclipse. I'm sure the iconic duo is all over that one again. But Nick, what happens to Ember Moon? What happens to the championship? Does it get vacated like I've been predicting? Where's your head at right now since your girl lost? Well, first of all, my head is at hashtag hell no ban the eclipse. And um, I think that she's definitely going to keep fighting. She's not done on NXT. She's going to try to get that title no matter what it takes. Even if she has to start from the bottom and go through the iconic duo, go through Sarah Logan, and go through every woman in that Mae Young Classic, she will do exactly that to earn her title spot. However, when it comes to the NXT Women's Championship... If Asuka is forced to drop the title due to her injury, I think that the best way to handle the title is to keep it open until the winner of the Mae Young Classic and then have the NXT current roster have a sort of gold rush challenge to counterbalance the... Uh, May Young Classic. A, a secondary tournament, a beat-the-clock challenge, exactly. some sort of circumstance to crown a new number one contender. Exactly. I like that. Alongside the May Young Classic so that we have an NXT representative and then we have the May Young representative and it'll make for a nice big clash. Probably the happen about the, the takeover before Survivor Series. Exactly. Probably the next big 4-1. I'm not sure if there's one at full sale in between now and Survivor Series. But there's a lot of open area in the NXT women's division. Asuka suffering a collarbone injury at the hands of Ember Moon. So Ember Moon saying payback is a... I'm going to let the fans finish that one. Asuka retaining. Ember Moon going on to some other things in the NXT women's division. Main event discussion time. Drew McIntyre takes on Bobby Roode for the NXT championship. What an entrance on both sides. 
a huge, oh my God. huge bagpipe bands for Drew McIntyre, the piano keys on the ramp for Bobby Roode. What an atmosphere in the main event of NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. It was a, a glorious main event, to say the very least, and quite the spectacle on top of it. It if, was just, we didn't get to see the glorious key, keys because we were so close to the action when it was live, but we did go back and watch it and see that there was uh, keys in the playback. So that was a nice little add-in. Of course, Ronaldo is uh, an add-in by itself and just fantastic to hear every week, but got to see those keys. A little bit of a price to pay when you're sitting that close to the ring. Bobby Roode versus McIntyre, a fantastic main event, a great championship match. McIntyre and Rude going back and forth. McIntyre hitting the Future Shock DDT, sending Nick out of his seat. I was one of the only seat. people, but I jumped out of my seat, and I recognized the power of the Future Shock. It and then shocked he hit, my future. And then he hit the Claymore, and then he went for the cover, and the Glorious One's foot was on the rope, and I just looked at Nick in absolute disparity, because I know he was expecting the win there. Yeah. But Drew McIntyre would later pick up the win with a huge, sharp... Claymore kick to the side of the head Following of the Glorious One. an amazing, one. earth-shattering headbutt. Woo! Woo! I think that he was, was uh, heard throughout the entire arena. I think McIntyre... the front where we were to the cheap sheets all the way up the top, everyone heard that headbutt. I think he was taking lessons from gentleman Jack Gallagher after... What a headbutt, what a kick. Drew McIntyre is our new NXT champion, and our new talent on NXT is Adam Cole, baby. You were right, guys. Sean, Zach, you called it. Adam Cole getting involved with the NXT championship scene right out the gates. One of independent wrestling. One of Ring of Honor's biggest stars. A three-time champion. I want to throw a monkey wrench right into that. Just because a man has made his, you know, his claim known doesn't mean that he's going to walk into NXT and get a title shot. Alright, William Regal is a hard man to bargain with. And just because you throw a foot in the champion's face does not mean that you are title shot worthy. I'm sorry, but that does not mean that he is the next number one contender. Does he have a big spot in NXT right now? Yes, yes he does. Does he bring a big stick behind him? Yes. I think that Adam Cole has a very bright future in NXT. I do not think he is going to jump right into the title scene. He's not taking Bobby Roode's spot. That's for sure. Bobby Roode definitely claiming his rematch clause because Bobby Roode has unfinished business on NXT, but the glorious one is now a part of the SmackDown Live roster. I was lucky enough to witness his debut at possibly. the Barclays Center. What possibly? He was there on Tuesday. He was there on Tuesday, but we both saw that interview he cut. That's true. Bobby Roode having some words at the end. Uh, Bobby Roode has some unfinished business in NXT. We'll cover that unfinished business. A rematch clause with Drew McIntyre. Roderick Strong making sure that the, ch that the former champ knew he was there. Blowing a kiss to Bobby Roode as Roode was screaming at his chauffeur to go and get the car. Bobby Roode still has two or three more doors to close before he leaves NXT. But he interrupted the artiste Aiden English for a glorious debut on SmackDown Live. You can check out the Undisputed Future Podcast Facebook Live page to see my reaction to it. A huge day for NXT, a huge week for WWE, an incredible four days at the Barclays Center. I'm surprised I still have my voice and I'm able to talk to you now. 
Yeah, I'm just getting my voice back. I got some of the most amazing merch of my professional wrestling fandom. I am happy, happy as I can ever be. I got my chair, people. I got my chair. It's a great chair. It was a great event. Let's move on to the, well, the pre-show matches. But in our book, it's the post-show matches. We're doing this one by the book. A, another huge matchup. Well, we thought it was going to be a huge matchup featuring No Way Jose, but a huge attack by Lars Sullivan instead in the middle of the conga line. I'm guessing this means that he's no longer a part of the tag scene and he's now officially breaking into the single scene in a very vicious and angry way. Maybe he, he has lit the Dominican fire under No Way Jose. No Way Jose definitely not taking this beating laying down. I think Lars was a little pissed because he thought Jose had a bunch of tag team partners. And maybe his disdain towards tag team wrestling took into the Congo line. And that's why he wanted to destroy... I'm putting on my kayfabe goggles. I can't think of any reason why you would want to attack Jose. Outside of the box way to look at it. I, I, I hope that's what it is. Or I hope that's not what it is. Because to hate, you know, tag team wrestling that much, you might be... Starting some unnecessary fires. Like. Anybody with a friends might be just be an enemy of Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan attacking No Way Jose. Coming up as a dominant force on his own. One man who thought he was going to be a dominant force on his own this Saturday was Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano getting an interview and let's face it, the past came back to haunt him in that matchup. We'll address that DIY t-shirt thrown by Zelina Vega. But Johnny Wrestling still trying to stay mentally sharp, Nick. His eyes are not off the prize of being a success in NXT. Yeah, he is very, very determined to be a successful single superstar. He's done it before. Before the days of Tommaso Ciampa, the man was a successful singles competitor. PWG career comes to mind. He had a very successful singles run. Not just in PWG, in the beginning days of NXT. He was still a singles competitor. That's true. DIY did not piece together right away and was a surefire thing. Gargano and Ciampa both did have singles matchups back in the day before DIY pieced together. Not to mention the Cruiserweight Classic matches. Those two still have a very promising singles career. For those of you who are worried about, oh, the guys in DIY, this is the end of them. Because, you know, tag team wrestling... In WWE, usually when one you know tag team splits, there doesn't person, always have to be a Marty Jannetty. Is what only you're trying one to say. person makes it. But in this particular scenario, I think we'll be absolutely fine. Everyone's going to come out on top. Two great talents, Tommaso Ciampa, as much as I hate his moral standards right now, and Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano still staying sharp and wanting to prove his worth in NXT. Moving on to more NXT women's action, we see May Young Classic competitor Sarah Logan take on one half of the iconic duo, Peyton Royce, the stronger half of the in-ring ability of the iconic duo, in my opinion, Nick. I love when Peyton Royce represents those two. Oh, absolutely. In my opinion as well. I think that she's definitely got the in-ring prowess uh, over Billy Kay, but they, they, they both bring their own... Style to the ring. They're both unique. Very important. Coming from different backgrounds. I know Billy Kay played a bunch of different sports. Peyton Royce has a dancing and ballerina background, which you can definitely see tonight. Some incredibly flexible submissions and just absolute menacing maneuvers coming out of Peyton Royce. She uses those legs is not only beautiful, 
but just Deadly. destructive. Using the ropes in manipulative fashion, Peyton Royce coming together as that Venus flytrap, a very manipulative opponent. But Not Sarah to Logan, Sarah Logan, Sarah Logan showing great showing, leaps and bounds improvement from the first time we talked about Absolutely. her. Absolutely, and I've seen her a lot, a lot on social media. She is promoting the hell out of the May Young Classic on not only NXT but on Instagram. She is all over the place, and she is definitely, definitely making, like you said, leaps and bounds in her technical in-ring. Somebody to watch in this tournament, and I know she has the last name of Wolverine, but that jacket she came out with tonight gave me a little bit of a saber-tooth vibe. Oh, it was really I cool. I thought it was cool. I really like that, cool. uh, I like the country strong thing she's going for, that good old American girl sort of country tough. It reminded me of a female Trevor Murdoch, if that's a little wrong, I apologize for that. She did not have the sideburns of Trevor Murdoch, but I thought it was not, still that... God. Still that rough and tough and real gritty attitude and you see in the striking ring style. Just just my opinion. Does she remind you of any other past similar superstars to hold a gimmick um, to this? The only other person I could think of is, uh, you know, maybe an early day Bradshaw where he did the Hulk gimmick. It was still very Southern. I, I can't, you know, off the top of my head think of anyone. Definitely got a, a style about her. It's just a, a rough, real rough, tough, gritty but that was not enough to conquer the style of Peyton Royce. She got a Royce. very pretty smile, though. It got kicked off of her by a couple maneuvers by Peyton Royce. Hit it. And Peyton Royce hitting the Peyton Perfect Plex, which I'm deeming it. Can't take that away. Can't take that away from Mr. Perfect. That's I'm going for the. I'm going for the alliteration. The Triple P. I'll call it the Triple P Plex. Peyton Royce picking up another victory over a May Young Classic competitor. I'm not sure if that's the best way to. Go in it if you're Sarah Logan. Sarah Logan getting a little bit of that momentum ripped away from her. Granted, I'm sure a couple of the matches were filmed already. But progress being shown nonetheless in the NXT women's division. We're moving on from Ember Moon and Asuka, two other talents. The focus on a current May Young Classic competitor, Nick. I thought that was very good for this week's edition. Yeah, and it, it, it's nice to see other women in the NXT roster getting some time in front of the screen because... We've been focusing a lot on Ember Moon, Asuka, the iconic duo. And Ruby that's Riot. Really, yeah, Ruby Riot, And that's about it. And I'd like to see, you know, Liv Morgan. Sonya Deville. Uh, Sonya some Deville, other big names some... still yet to be addressed recently in NXT women's action. But again, Asuka out with the injury can lay out a completely different landscape for this division. Peyton Royce kicking it off with the victory in Brooklyn. Cutting away from this matchup, we did see Aleister Black leaving the arena. I'll say it again, nobody can get a word out of Aleister Black. The man was just laser-focused on getting to his car and getting out of there. Yeah, the steely demeanor of Aleister Black is still not changing. We still have no idea what the man is doing in NXT, what his grand plan is, if you will. I, I for one, think that the man just is there to make a statement. He doesn't really care about grandeur or titles. He just wants to show the world... That he is one of the most dominant competitors. All action, no words out of Aleister Black. Again, with that huge victory over Hideo Itami. Fading away from Aleister Black, we focus on UK division action where Aleister Black made his debut as Tommy End. Tag team matchup with Wolfgang teaming with the current UK champion Pete Dunne, the Bruiserweight, to take on former champion Tyler Bate and Trent Seven, the two proprietors of Mustache Mountain. 
I'll be honest, guys. We missed the opening matches, and I'm furious that we missed the opening matches. I'm very upset, but the traffic and missing this tag team match might be number one. Nick, some incredible wrestling out of Pete Dunne, out of Tyler Bate. These two guys have some of the best in-ring chemistry in oh, all of WWE. Oh, man. In all the world, honestly. I love, love, love the way these two work together. They are some of the youngest talents in the world, but they are also some of the most talented talents in the world. Tyler Bate, 21. Pete Dunne, 23, I believe. And two guys with huge, bright futures in NXT. NXT UK Championship. Well, I don't know that as it yet. was referred to. They, they this announced week. it. They announced it over the mic when it was you know when they announced Pete Dunne. They said WWE UK Champion. However, Moro Ronaldo made a bit of a slip and said the NXT UK Champion. But it happened on more than one occasion. So was it on purpose? Does NXT finally have a mid card belt? That's another question for you guys out there. At podcast underscore UF. We'll address that question in the weeks to come. Still waiting on that UK show. But back to the UK show in Brooklyn. Fantastic tag team match. Wolfgang and Trent Seven. Two big guys colliding. Oh man. Whoa. Those two just taking everything. You don't have to sell when you're actually that hurt. Okay. I heard some of those shots from outside the arena. They heard and looked devastating. Absolutely blockbuster of a matchup. We look forward to the announcements of the UK show each and every week on NXT. Probably the most shocking thing to come out of this match, Nick, Wolfgang pinning Tyler Bate, the former UK champion, with a huge, howling, high-angle senton bomb. Swanton bomb. He flips. That big guy flips. That big man flips, and it was a big flip. Crushing the 21-year-old former champion, picking up the pinfall victory. Wolfgang really coming out, the last king of Scotland, proving he's quite a talent to watch in this division. Absolutely. I don't know that I agree with that last king of Scotland thing because one of my favorites is Drew McIntyre. However, a very dominant victory, and that little glance that him and uh, Pete Dunne shared at the end there... I feel like it's uh, a we got al- showing that there's going to be more to come there. We got along for this match, but that title is mine. Wolfgang has his eyes set on the hunt for the UK Championship. A huge victory over Tyler Bate, picking up the pinfall in Brooklyn. UK division action, women's action, no way Jose getting jumped. Pretty much summarizes the post-takeover NXT episode. What is next for the NXT roster? We discussed Adam Cole. Let's go back to him and the Red Dragon. Do we have a power-stable circumstance happening, Nick? Do we have somebody who can take it to not only singles champions, but tag team champions as well? All three of these guys, accomplished athletes from all over the world. Adam Cole, again, a multi-time, three-time Ring of Honor champion. Huge resumes on these guys. What's in it for them on NXT? There's a lot going on for these guys. Go from the Ring of Honor the stable of dishonor in NXT and I I don't know that they're going to go immediately into the title picture like I said they got some big names to come up against whether it be Sanity looking for a very similar thing in the title scenes from the tag team scene to the women's scene all the way up to the heavyweight scene potentially with Eric Young even maybe Killian Dane we've seen the feud between Killian Dane and many other singles competitors so it's not out of the realm of possibilities that we see Adam Cole and that Dane going for a number one contendership in a couple of weeks. I 
don't know that they're going to be thrust right into it because, like I said, Authors of Pain, Bobby Roode, still a very big factor in NXT. All the champions do need to cash in their rematch cause. I am very interested to see where the stable of dishonor heads on NXT. I really like that coin term, by the way, Nick. I really hope they roll with something similar to that. That should be. (laughs) Red Dragon, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish have not teamed together in NXT. They both have singles losses, impressive, impressive showings against Aleister Black, but they have not been a tag team force. I know they're accomplished around the world, but NXT has some teams that are really gelling right now. Heavy Machinery comes to mind. The new tag team champions who they made a big mistake by messing with. Sanity has got to be a factor. I don't know if these guys jump right into the title scene either, but they're definitely making their intentions known. Adam Cole with a huge attack to close out NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. What are your thoughts on the hottest free agent signing? Well, the next hottest free agent signing on NXT. I feel like there's a new one of those every month or so. NXT never fails to bring big talent to NXT Brooklyn TakeOver. I've got some some eyes on the Lucha Underground I'd like to see join NXT. But Ring of Honor's talent getting poached. A lot of opportunities opening up over there. We all know you want Rey Mysterio in NXT. I would love to see Rey interact with the 205 Live Cruiserweight division, by the way. Not so much NXT. I think he's a bit too much of a veteran for NXT. But him having some collisions... It's like saying Rhino's too much of a veteran for NXT. They both came from the uh, ECW... Two very long-standing guys with a lot to offer. It, it could be. Rey Mysterio could serve as a great tutor in the current WWE landscape, especially on 205 Live. But huge talents joining the NXT fray from all over the world. It feels like every single week. And we're going to be discussing each and every signing. What's next for Adam Cole? What's next for Ember Moon? What's next for the tag team division? So many open stories heading into post-Takeover Brooklyn 3. A very exciting time of year, and you'll get all the coverage here with us. This has been episode 22. I am CD Danny Mac. This is Nikki Six. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. At podcast underscore UF is the Twitter. At Undisputed Future Podcast, all one word, is the Instagram. Find us on Facebook. We'll be going Facebook Live for many, many more events. Find us there. Listen to us on SoundCloud. Listen to us on iTunes. A special shout-out. To everybody who picked up a business card this past four days at the Barclays Center, I could not thank you enough. To the new listeners and new fan base, we will continue to improve and think of as many ways to contact you as possible. Thank you once again. It was a lot of social anxiety to hand out those cards, but still, thank you to each and every single one of you who chilled and talked with me for a little bit. I am CD Danny Mac. This is Nikki Six. Once again, the Undisputed Future Podcast. This has been Episode 22, our NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3 special. I hope your week is iconic.